Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. La música de Harry Fraud. It's time for the most average podcast ever. It's Zach. Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. And the news. I want winners. I want people that want to win. <laughs> All right, folks, welcome back. Volume 15, Zach and the Nose podcast. Yes, we do talk a lot of fantasy sports here on the podcast, but lately we've just been talking about life, topics, and sports, our families, and just all the other bullshit going on in our lives. And there you go with that. I got to start off this week. Well, first off, let me introduce my partner in crime, as always. You know him on Twitter, at Spencer Nose. I just call him the Nose. Good morning, Mr. Nose, Mr. Spencer, whatever we're going to call you today. How are you? The nose is totally okay with me. I've uh, grown to the love nose. it. Yeah, yeah just, that's I, don't, it. I like that. I, yeah, I like having a nickname without my name involved in it. Just the nose. And no one gave you. I mean, you didn't give it to yourself. That's the best part. You're not like, the, you know, Kobe, like the right. Black Mambo gave him his own nickname or anything like that. Someone actually called you the nose and you ran with it. Good yeah, for you. it's called my wife. Yes, I know. And, yeah, she gave me the nickname <laughs> the nose. So so appropriate, so yeah. nice. Well, it's good. But, that's if you good. see me, if you look at me on all angles, you, you know might be why, able to catch you, yes. You know why I'm the there, nose. There's the nose, and that's the reason why. All right, well, I'm going to start this one off uh, this week a uh, pretty big thing happened here in South Florida with Dwayne Wade the last dance came to an end uh, at the AAA American Airlines Arena it was an unbelievable night if you were a Heat fan probably just a sports fan in general you didn't have to like Dwayne Wade to love what happened last night at the AAA uh, you might hate the guy you might hate the Heat so it didn't matter to you but if you're a sports fan in general it was a pretty cool night last night for Dwayne Wade down here and if you're a South Florida sports fan it was a kind of uh, bittersweet night because Dwayne Wade did his thing yet when he walked off the court last night. That was the last time you will see him at the AAA in a jersey with no playoffs now on the line for the Heat. Uh, I've known Spencer, I've known the nose, excuse me, for a long time. Talking about since we're early teenagers, he came down from New York, he was raised a Celtics fan, so we'll get into that in a minute. You know where I'm going there. But la uh, last night, because we're taping this here the night after the Wade ceremony, your thoughts when you watched what happened with Dwayne Wade, the reaction, the crowd, the announcers, everybody in general. You're not a Heat fan, but as a sports fan in general and probably respect Dwayne a little bit, your thoughts on that? Yes, I am a diehard Celtics fan. My father was actually born here, Miami Beach guy, but in the 50s and the 60s, just a quick lesson, there were obviously no Miami Heat. No, there was not. And there was a Sunday morning NBC game, and the Celtics were always on it. So my dad was raised in the Kuzi Havlicek era of Celtics, and he raised me a Larry Bird fan. So, yes, I am a huge Celtics fan. That being said, last night was one of the most classy and unbelievable performances that the city of Miami put on for Dwayne Wade. I watched from start to finish as a sports fan, as you said. And as a sports fan, I have nothing but the utmost respect for Dwayne Wade. And, again, last night was the perfect night for him. I couldn't, you know, starting with the slam dunk, the right, 30 right. points, the video with his sons. It was just a really perfectly executed night. 
I give major kudos to the events people at the arena who sure, put that together. Sure. Yeah, the Arison family, all the people at the AAA, Mike McCullough, all the guys that are there uh, in the Heat organization. Pat Riley, got to give him credit too. Got to give all those guys credit. LeBron was kind of in the video. He voiced some of it. Shaq did. Uh, Spolster too. Um, my favorite part of the night, uh, outside of all the bittersweet moments when you saw all the highlights and this and that, Eight minutes left in the game, and he checks in with Udonis Haslam, who is a former Gator. We loved him from being up there in Gainesville. But uh, as a Heat fan in general, he's the OG. He's the guy. He's never been the superstar. He's never been the guy in the court playing 40 minutes a game. I remember in 2006 when Shaq called him one of the best kind of – he was like his partner in crime down low. He's a power forward. 15 foot from the corner, money shot. Like, that was Udonis. But last couple years, obviously, age has gotten to him. Basketball skills might have gotten to him a little bit. And he's been on the bench. He's been kind of the coach player on the bench. But last night, eight minutes left, when the two of them checked in for kind of the final time, maybe the final time for UD as well, really cool moment in South Florida sports history and really cool moment for the NBA. As you know, huge UD fan. Of course. And just another amazing thing. What was it? 16 years he's been in Miami. That's right. He decided to not take contracts elsewhere when money was flowing. Yeah, it was undrafted, so he went to France. Yeah. No, we're talking about even before the the leaving for Denver or whatever, undrafted, played in France for two years, was was a big dude at UF, came back slim. I remember seeing him at the first media day, um, and it was – this young Dwayne Wade kid that kind of was the fifth pick overall in the draft. No one knew a lot about what he's going to bring. And then Udonis Haslam, who was a star at Florida, who, you know, went to France for two years, undrafted. Who knows what you're going to get out of him 16 years later. And you said it, Udonis had opportunities to leave a couple times for a little bit more money or more money. He stayed here. He won three championships with this team. He's the OG. And Wade gave him the respect he deserved. And he called him his brother. And he really took the time you know, th- to finish with the classiness of Wade last night before we get into the little dirty part about this. Well, I'm glad you brought you, it up. You know, Dwayne Wade brought up all of his players. He mentioned every everybody. That Even it, the guys that weren't there. Some guys get it, okay, Zach? Some guys get it. Dwayne Wade gets it. Yep. And if anybody wants to deny that, thank, you know, thinking, come, come speak to me and I'll put you in your place. And again, I have no... Uh, I'm not a uh, Heat fan. I'm I not know that. Right. I know. But Dwayne Wade earned my my respect, and I'm really happy for him and the way he left. Yeah, it was a cool, just a cool, just everything last night. Everything last night was 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 a nice thing to watch. And as a Heat fan, I was uh, tearing up at certain points when you're playing highlights and young Dwayne Wade stuff. I remember going to the Dwayne Wade press conference after he got drafted, and he brought in Zaire, who now is a uh, junior in high school, going into, I believe, his senior year. And after the game on the podium last night, he brought his daughter there, who is a baby. And you go back to 16 years ago, it's almost the exact same picture, a younger Dwayne Wade with his baby Zaire child. And now Zaire's a teenager, almost in college. I just thought it was a really cool kind of start and finish for Dwayne uh, last night. But they nailed it. They I did. Mean, they just, you're right. They you're flipped right. and nailed it. They did. Okay. It, yeah. it was a perfectly executed uh, everything for Dwayne Wade and all that. But I, we'll keep on the Dwayne Wade kind of tip for a second because earlier in the week, uh, as my resident Celtic fan here in the build, actually, it's just me and you in a room, so you are the only other person here with me, um, Paul Pierce. 
Uh, I know it's made for TV, so it's always kind of they went over the topic beforehand, told him what he's going to kind of what the debate's going to be, which way you're going to go. Okay, good. If you're going to go that way, make sure you go that way very heavy. Paul Pierce made the comments about his career and Dwayne Wade's career, which I thought was one of the most idiotic things I've ever heard that Paul Pierce said his career was better than Dwayne's. You're a Celtics fan. Uh, I see you in a Celtics jersey. I know that you love Pierce and Garnett. Uh, You know, the whole spiel, Larry Bird and that whole spiel from back in the 80s. When you first heard those comments, with your Celtic jersey on, your first thoughts were what about Paul Pierce? Oh, he's going to get fucked for this. Yeah, (laughs) I, 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 I was... I love the truth because that guy won me a title of in 08. He, he made a mistake because he did it at the wrong time. Right. right? It That's was just it. the wrong time. Okay, Zach. So I'm going to try to play devil's advocate okay. for you. Okay. But I will preface by saying, okay, well, you guys don't freak out, man. I think Wade had a better career okay. than Pierce. That's, but, that's well known and documented now for the podcast. But he makes some decent points if you let if he was able to get words out of his mouth. What he was trying to say was, if you gave me, starting out with my career, the most dominant player in the history, and dominant, not best, player in the history of the sport in Shaquille O'Neal, maybe I would be able to do that too. And then, obviously, that was what they were saying last night. That's act one. Well, in act two, you only had LeBron James come in and be where with Dwayne Wade. So, in theory, Dwayne Wade was never the best player on his team. Uh, you know, I happen to think that the 06 Dwayne Wade performance was one of the best things I've ever He did ever win seen. finals MVP, and Shaq wasn't so, even the second best player on that team that year. All I think he was trying to say is, and maybe I'll try to speak for him better because he can't say it, while Wade had Shaquille O'Neal and then LeBron James, Paul Pierce had employee number eight, Antoine Walker. That's right. Okay. The shimmy. So... I think all he's trying to say is the shimmy. Oh, the best. Can we just say, have you seen him lately? Uh, no, I have not. It looks like he ate you. Oof, That's what it God. looks like. Double oh. you. Mm. Oh, my God. Like, if you watch him, I think he's on the SEC network these days. It's just. Oh, poor Twan. Yeah, he's the type of guy who needs at least two seats on the plane. Wow. The, uh, wow. uh, I don't even need that he, yet. Yeah. He needs that special belt. Oh, yeah, the extender. Yeah, and that's who that. Paul Pierce was running. That was his running mate until. Ray Allen and KG came later into his career. Sure, I, I, sure. And then what happened? They won a championship, and they were the big three, and it was a, it was a beautiful thing. Um, so I think Pierce was trying to make the point if he had the two best players in the world at that time on his team, he could have been as good as Wade with those numbers. But doing it the week that or the day before he was having this big retirement party – not his best play. No. Yeah. And no. he didn't get the words out because, oh, my God, Jalen Rose roasted I roasted him. the guy. Roasted him Ro- in I mean, his face. Mad respect, Jalen Rose. That I mean, again, against my guy. But, oh, my God, he ate him up, spit him out, chewed him, and that was it. Literally. So, yeah, Pierce, I get his points because, obviously, he's a very uh, – he's a Hall of Famer. And he was a very confident human being. And all he was saying is, if you gave me Shaq, I could have been Dwayne Wade. Um, We will never know. Sure. But you didn't have Shaq. You didn't have LeBron James. You only have one title to his three. And that argument sort of there. But I wanted to back Pierce up because I sort of do agree. What would have happened if Pierce had Shaq? And what would have happened if LeBron was getting double teamed and Pierce just had to hit wide open shots? You never know. 
But again, just timing was bad. I just had to stick up for my ball. No, I oh. know, and I could I could see it in your face while you're saying it. You almost don't believe what you're saying, but I do understand where that's coming from. I just think Paul Pierce bad timing on that. That debate could be any day. He's going to lose that debate any day when you talk to and people that know the NBA. Paul Pierce had a good career and probably a Hall of Fame career, and and that's fine. He did win a championship. He was the best player on that team for a long time, including when Antoine was there, including when Ray and, and Kevin Garnett was there. There were times where Paul Pierce, if not the whole time is really the best player still on that team. That's fine. Just bad timing and really just an asinine argument right now, especially from a guy that's playing 16 years, has three rings. He didn't trade for Shaq himself. He might have had something to do with bringing LeBron and Bosch, if not all of it to do with getting them down here. But you do what you have to do in the NBA. No one is. And listen, Kevin Durant's getting ripped for winning a title in Golden State and joining them. And guys are going to get ripped forever when they join other teams and make super teams from now on. But this is one of the first guys to do it and to rip other guys for doing it. I just think it's a dumb argument by Paul Pierce. But he's the truth. He got absolutely Toasted and roasted and flambéed and whatever you want to say by Jalen Rose. You couldn't have said it better. It was embarrassing to see Paul Pierce's face after that argument started. And after that argument started and Jalen came out there, you knew right then and there Paul Pierce was probably like, can we start to show over this taping because I am totally screwed. I just wished, and to finish this argument because I just can't win on it, I just wish he came out and said, listen, I got stabbed seven times. That's right. And I still made the all-star okay. team ten times. I got stabbed. That would have been I the one thing. I almost died. Correct. Dwayne Wade, did you get stabbed? No, no. Okay. And that's where it should have, you know, You're started right. and ended because it was just ugly. It would have been yeah. petty if he did that, but I, I would have liked truth. it better. I you know. might have wanted I to sit this one out, buddy. Yeah. And, you know, he also faked his death once on the court and got carted off and then came back and hit three threes. But that's, you know, another story for another time. Okay. Let's talk about another ass clown that's in the news right now. That's Antonio Brown. Oakland Raiders got his $30 million, got out of Pittsburgh. No more toxic environment. Someone writes this guy a tweet just to troll him about the fact you weren't even the best player on your own team last year. Juju got team MVP. This guy went overboard. Uh, I know Juju is your fit, your guy. You Since we started doing podcasts, since you started coming on the Joe Rose Show, Juju's been your guy. This entire circumstance, when you see this, when you saw the tweets, when you hear the people talk about it, your initial thoughts are what? I have to have Juju on my fantasy team. That's my thoughts. Immediately, you're getting a guy who is now being called out by his teammate. I, you know my obsession with Juju. I it, know. And I, I know. It's and there. the obsession is due to his talent. He's a super talent. And now, oh, I just, I really don't like Antonio Brown, the person. And he just doesn't seem very likable now. What he, happened? Now or ever? I mean, you're calling. I think at some points he was okay, but come on, now he just looks very, very petty. Remind me, did he not play in the playoff game? He did not play in... Well, they didn't make the playoffs. The game that was supposed to get them into the playoffs? The game, week 17, he went AWOL. Right. And then had Drew Rosenhaus call Mike Tomlin like Saturday night or Sunday morning. It was like, Antonio's ready to play. 
Like, right. talk about a just worthless guy. So on he's that calling roster. out the guy who's putting his sweat, blood, and tears on the field. This guy fumbled away everything in week 16. Well, if you were there week 17, maybe uh, they Juju served him up, right? Though, because he had the proof that he was genuine to AB the entire time. But how about AB putting out that message, the direct message from Juju saying when he was a kid at USC, going, Hey, if you have any advice for me, I'd really like it. You're the best. Making him look great. Like, what is. And AB's throwing it out there like Juju's an idiot. Look at this. What? I, I just, lack of intelligence. Right. Okay. On the field, yes. And we are going to discuss, obviously, I'm not going into the rankings right now, but if you want me just to say no, it, just talk- I have Juju ranked well ahead of Antonio Brown right now. Because Antonio Brown, and this is taking the fantasy angle back in the podcast, which you know I love, Antonio Brown has been one of those guys in the last four or five years that you look in the first round, it's always running backs or the possible quarterback, Aaron Rodgers or Brady, depending on the league you're in, and Antonio Brown. Right. He's gone one in a in full PPR league sure. two years ago. Yeah. He's always right. It's always the top four guys. Like last year, let's see if I could do this real quick. It was, you know, Gurley, and then it was, um, well, help me out. We had Gurley, we had David Johnson, was Saquon Barkley, Le- Le'Veon Bell, Le'Veon who was still Bell, Bell. Yeah. and then it was Antonio Brown. Sure, okay, yes. right. Saquon Barkley was in that was, mix was too, just because you didn't know what you're going to get from. Of course, so it's oh, you're right. It was always the running backs to start, and then Antonio Brown, and then there was probably more running backs to come. There, you were Melvin Gordon's, you know, sure, of course. Right. And, and but Antonio Freeman. Brown's always been that guy. He was always that guy for the last four to five years because his numbers are ridiculous. ridiculous. But he had a guy. In Big Ben, who's a Hall of Famer, who was not afraid to throw one-on-one balls, is Carr going to be that guy? Again, we don't know yet. I'm more worried about the relationship between Antonio Brown and Gruden and how fast that's going to go bad. Oh, it's going to go bad. I think so, okay. too. That's yeah. going to go south quick. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get into the fantasy aspect of it. But uh, this makes, in my opinion, Juju just hungrier. And it's now his team. And it's the up-and-coming talent that you know you have the talent. He's like the perfect ripe age for the breakout. And that's what I love to do in fantasy is get the guy the year they are breaking out. Sure. And it takes a little bit of a leap of faith, and it takes a little balls to sometimes take that player. And I will go. And when the time comes, I'm going to hopefully – I don't know what to say the word. I'm going to drill it in your guys' brains that – Juju is a better bet than Antonio Brown. And then we'll get into the whole, you know, how oh, I like Juju more than even someone like Julio Jones. But, you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself. He's not DeAndre Hopkins yet, so we, we'll ease our way into okay. that. That's, and that's fine because you are right. When you think about both those guys right now, um, you could almost say Antonio Brown last year made Juju better and Juju made Antonio Brown better. When you have kind of two number ones on both sides, and James Conner, by the way, helped out too, the fact that he was really good with Le'Veon Bell not there. Who knew about James Conner? Because Le'Veon Bell, we know what he's going to do. He's going to catch 70 balls. He's going to run for 1,200 yards. He's going to score 15 to 18 touchdowns a year, and he wasn't there. So now you're going with a running back who you don't know anything about, and is that going to hurt the passing game or not? Now... When you look at the Raiders, like you said, I don't even know who their running back is. Is Doug Martin still there? I don't even know who their running back is. Uh, Jalen Richard, I don't even know. You're doing really good. You're you're doing really good. Those are the guys I I think about. Oh, Marshawn Lynch, is he retired? I don't even know. But then you got Carr, who's a couple years ago was an MVP candidate, and that Oakland Raider team would have been the number one seed in the AFC if he doesn't break his leg. And then Connor Shaw takes over as quarterback for a couple weeks, and they just get blown out in the playoffs. Um, But, like, where... Where is 
Where's the product? Where's the other guy going to be for Antonio Brown? So that's a, and, and it goes for both. We don't know yet. So, sure, right. For so that, Juju also, sure, yeah. Right. So that's a big part of it is the double team. And yes, I know Juju's now going to get what Antonio's double teams. I get it. I still don't care. Now, who they bring over there, they have a guy named uh, James Washington right now on the other side. We still have a draft. There's still players to be signed. So I'm not going to get too premature. It's like, again, who's Antonio Brown going to have on the other side? I don't even know. Right. I mean, Seth Roberts, you know, something really, uh, right now, not so good. So in that situation, of course Antonio is going to be double teamed as well. So we're going to have to see how that all plays out. I just don't like Antonio Brown, the person. And in fantasy, sometimes when there's a 50-50 coin flip, Root for the guy. Get Pick the guy that you right, want. That's right, that's it. And, I know. Um, you know, Antonio Brown, in my opinion, is going to be around the 10 to 15 pick, and we'll see where it goes from there. But um, overall, what a real jerk move. All right, well, with all that said, and we talked about A.B., we talked about Juju, we talked about the Wade stuff last night. It's actually a pretty big sports week this week because it's the Masters. And when I think of the Masters, I think of Tiger Woods, blood red shirt Sunday afternoon coming down the back nine everybody watching no commercials pimento cheese sandwiches for for a dollar 50 Jim Mad Dog Manage all these things come to mind when I think about the Masters but it's not Tiger Woods in the blood red shirt anymore he is not the same Tiger as it was Jim Manage obviously not with us anymore and that's very sad because every Thursday morning on the Joe Rose show on the first day of the Masters that's the first phone call I got for years I'm talking years and years and years but when the Masters gets brought up to you, I know you're a golf kind of fanatic. When the Masters comes up, your first kind of thoughts are what? It's the best four days for anybody in my opinion. Like, four, like you were saying, Ashley, your wife, yes. will watch the Sunday Masters. She asks when the Masters I think are of, on. I think of my family. I think of my dad who raised me um, a golf fan that we always get together on the Sunday Masters. As Joe Rose was saying earlier in the, in the show today, I almost know every hole. I literally could tell you where they need to drive the ball on one hole, and then, we, well, their second shot's got to be here. It's literally, I've watched it from, God, when I was a little kid. Um, you know, the highlights that I think about, I, uh, recently when Jordan Spieth was winning and he put, I don't know, was it three balls in Amen's corner hole 12? That was just such an awful debacle. Um, I remember Phil Mickelson winning that incredible uh, Masters where he jumps up in the air with both hands on in the you know both hands up in the air. I think of that, um, and obviously I think of Tiger Woods. Of course, and I really hope for golf. Tiger is in contention because when he is, there's just it's just magical. Well, there's it, a buzz around the tournament. If there's if it's Rory on the last day and Jordan Spieth. Neither guy really comes out and does anything. They don't really move the needle when it comes to outside of golf fans. You know, my wife's not going to know who Jordan Spieth is. My wife's going to know if Phil Mickelson or Tiger Woods is in that final, you know, the, the back nine, three shots off the pace. Like, that's, that, that's moving the needle. A lot of the other guys don't. It's not really their fault. They just are not charismatic. They're not, you know, big in the media. They haven't had 14 DUIs. They, they don't bang Perkins waitresses. You know, that's a different thing. But... If it's not one of those guys, it's it's hard to kind of follow. Yeah, I really hope, uh, you know, going on a little golf rant, I hate three golfers right now. Currently hate three golfers, and they're probably some of the most talented ones. Uh, Dustin Johnson, yes, you're banging Paulina Gretzky, and God bless you. God bless you. But if you have, you have the worst personality of all time. 
I, you can't say more than two words in monotone. It's embarrassing. And that goes for Brooks Kopka as well and Gary Woodland. Wow. Those three guys are the nose arch nemesis because they have such talents and they could be such uh, ambassadors for the game of golf, yet their personalities just make them so boring and I root against them because, I mean, this guy Brooks Kopka wins back-to-back U.S. Open championships and he doesn't smile. Yeah. Dude, smile. What's wrong with you golfers? won the U.S. Yeah. Open. Uh, but, you know, to get a little deeper, uh, what I think also about the Masters is there's nothing cooler than when Freddie Couples comes out. And it doesn't matter what age he is. He knows how to play that course. And even as a senior, he sometimes in the first day gets goes low a little sure, bit. Sure, sure. Uh, He's testing it. And like Angel Cabrera, you know, always smoking that cigarette, throwing it down. That guy's won a few of them. And he... You haven't heard his name all year, and all of a sudden in the first round, he comes out. Ah, it's such a beautiful thing. It's like when Tom Watson is in the um, – when he's in England and he's playing in the Open Championship. It's uh-huh. not the British not the anymore, British right? Open anymore. And, and he always does well at the beginning. I love the all-timers having that first moment of, wait a minute, can Freddie Couples keep this up? Um, I don't know. There's just that history, and the Masters is a wonderful week. So everybody go out there. And enjoy it. Luckily, I, I get to work from home, so I just get so much Masters. Oh, sure. Uh, I, I, I do not put in a good days of work tomorrow and Friday. So. Yeah, you're going to be lost. It's like during the March Madness, the first you know two or three days. It's a similar feel. I know. It's it a is similar for a lot feel. of people. Yeah. I know it is. I know my, my cousins are very big golf fans. And literally, this is like a holiday for them. Have you have you ever you never been to Augusta? Have you? I that? have not. But we have two friends. We'll give them a quick shout out. Andy Smallman and Josh Cappy Kaplan are there. Really? Those sons of bitches! Wow! And no invite for you. What's the deal, man? <sighs> Do we no- have to call them out just for not inviting you. Nosebleed. Yeah. Oh my. You know God. how much it costs to go to Augusta? You're I bringing don't. up a no dollar. Idea. You're bringing up a dollar fifty yeah, pimento, fifty pimento chicken sa- or pimento the cheese sandwich. The average cost of someone who goes into a Masters just a store alone is a thousand dollars. They're spending there. That's how much money wow. is spent. There. People are like I, I need one of this, one of that, one of these, one of those, and all before you know it. You're spending a thousand dollars. Wow! Because yeah. you have to be what we call a richer to go to Augusta. Yeah, you you gotta it. be. You gotta have a little money. You gotta have a little pull. And uh, but God bless those guys. They earned Man. it. They're there. They work hard for theirs. So, yeah, I'm jealous. You guys. Yeah, I'm F- totally you. jealous now. I'm not. I don't even know how long I'd last out there because I'd be probably bored watching the golf. Yet I would still want to go. The uh, I would be more worried about the undulations of the. Uh, you know. Oh, it's a long walk. It's not just long walks, but people don't. What I've been told, of course, that people don't understand is the elevations and the highs and the lows. And sometimes you hit the ball down on the fairway, but these guys have are on the slope so downward. It's just a brutal golf course. It's the ultimate test for a golfer. And nobody's really winning just by like a fluke accident. You have to bring it all four days. Well, the good thing is that I have pretty good seats on my couch and Jim Nance talks to me the whole time. Hello, friends. Is there anybody better than Jim Nance? No, no, no. In, in, in life? We talked a little bit, I think, in the last podcast about how uh, we're very jealous of the fact that Mel Kuyper and, and, and uh, what's the other guy's name? Todd McShay and those guys are draft analysts. They hit on about 4% of their picks when they get them out there. And no one cares afterwards about their mock draft 2.0, 3.0, 5.7. No one cares about that stuff. I'm jealous of Jim Nance. Me too. Great seats for the NCAA tournament. Always on the number one football game each week for the NFL. Uh, NCAA basketball, Masters, you name it, he does it. He's been there forever. I'm kind of jealous of him. He is so talented at what he does, and he makes it look so easy. 
Um, he just makes me feel like comfortable in my couch. How many people could do that? Like their voices, his voice is so Hello, soothing. Friends. He's just the man. So everybody enjoy your masters, get with your family on Sunday and hopefully there'll be a little drama and God bless. Let Tiger Woods be good. <laughs> it, it's just, it's, it's just so much for better. Everybody. It it's really good for is. everybody. You're right. Great for TV ratings. And you know, the masters does something that a lot of other, if not anyone else does, uh, they go like commercial free, right? Is that what it is on the weekends or something like that? Or very limited commercials. So what they do now is they split the screen. They're going to do a commercial on the right side of the screen on the left they side of the scene. They're just, you're watching the players play. It's just, Genius. it's yeah. It's, it's really giving us what we want. Yeah, and that's exactly what we want. We don't want to see. Hey, listen, we know commercials run the rule the roost. We hey, understand. Someone's got to pay the bills. Someone's got to pay the bills. All right. So you came in today a little fired up. By the way, um, I'm just going to throw a name at you, and then I'm just going to basically turn my mic off and just let you vent. Um, when, maybe this is a new segment here on the podcast. The nose vent. I don't know what. Or the nose is running. I don't know what we could do here. But uh, Chris Archer. Uh, you hear that name right now and you think what? I'm out. Not a lot of things get me very upset. I'm a very even-keeled human being, as you know, and I'm about to go off. Um, I'm hoping that you guys watched the Pirates versus the Reds two days ago. So it was on Monday or Tuesday of this week. I know we do a month weekly podcast. And uh, Chris Archer, now again, let's, let's start back. There's a lot of unwritten rules of baseball, and I've been playing baseball my whole life. I played varsity baseball. I've been playing softball in the city of Plantation for the last 20 years, go Blazers. And um, there's a lot of unwritten rules, and there's a lot of etiquettes involved, and I respect most of them. But Chris Archer is the reason why America is going under what's called the pussification of America. Chris Archer is a pitcher that when he strikes somebody out in a big moment, screams, goes nuts, goes, you know, that the, the big fist pump, and then walks off the, the mound. Okay, so when he throws a meatball to Derek Dietrich, ex-Marlin, second baseman, and that dude hits a bomb into the water in Pittsburgh, and he stares it down because, oh, my God, that was a beautiful thing. And then he does a little bat flip. Chris Archer, like a little bitch, starts bugging out and stares him down. And before you know it, we have a brawl. Of course we have a brawl. And if you guys saw that ball, Yasiel Puig. I saw it. That guy's my hero. Yeah. No, that's He'll a fight the whole team. He was ready to fight. Everybody. Cuban? Yep. But So my boys who are listening? No, the Cuban blood runs oh, dude, well through that man. The yeah. respect I have for that yes. guy is on another level. But Chris Archer, you're allowed to go crazy and scream and fist pump when you strike out someone in a big moment, but you're a little bitch and get upset with a little bat flip, which by the way, is really good for the baseball game. You know, Bryce Harper doing his flips and when he did it in the home run derby, that's what get people excited. Baseball needs excitement. Ba baseball needs a little bit more staring down. Chris Archer, you suck. You went from Tampa, you were supposed to be a star, and you sucked. And now you went to Pittsburgh, and you suck again. You and your dreads are freaking horrible. I'm sorry. You are what's wrong with America. You're giving these kids all down here, like, the, the participation trophies. It's all a big part of the pussification of America, and I hate you. You all right? Yeah, I felt pretty good. Okay, good. I, I just mean, want to make sure just, you got just, that all out. Just such a bitch. I didn't realize we were going down that path. I just thought you were pissed about something, but goodness gracious. I just don't understand, like, how he thinks it's okay that he could scream and fist pump and go freaking nuts after he strikes out a guy, which is blatantly disrespectful to, to the hitter. But when someone stares down a meatball he threw down the middle and the guy hits it 465 feet, 
he can't look at it and admire his own shot that it turns into a brawl, you're a <laughs> pussy. Okay. The nose is fired up. All right, I'm done with it. The nose is fired you got, up. You got me. I know. I did that on purpose. All right, that'll do it for volume 15 here of Zach and the Nose, uh, our podcast each week. Don't forget to download it on iTunes, Google Play, WQAM.com. Doesn't matter where you get it as long as you download it. And if you're going to subscribe or give us any comments, they better be positive or I'm going to send Nose at you uh, and tell them that your name is Chris Archer because that'll do it for us here. Nose, you okay? Chris Archer, you suck. That was The Nose. I am Zach. Join us again next week for another podcast. Next week, Volume 16. Enjoy the Masters. Enjoy your weekend. And Dwayne Wade, I miss you already. And yes, I am jealous of a couple of, a couple of our boys up there in Augusta right now. That really pissed me off that they're up there now enjoying and we're just sitting here in a studio with no windows uh, doing our podcast. Uh, listen to us next week. We love you. It's Zach and The Nose. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.